you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast has stared long into the abyss. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room teeming with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, Dan. Whoa, big room. Happy to be back. Under the weather, as you guys alluded to, I believe, on Monday's show. Well, we wished you well. Thank you. And you seem to be uh, in better I'm back. health spirits. You I'm sound back. and look great. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. As do you. You, you look great. So I start the show. Very, give you a in compliment. In a professional way, I think that you look very well. <laughs> um, that was weird. Did you um, listen to our show? I, I missed it. I was very ill. I, I had a, a stomach bug. This would not have healed you. And I know, like, I just want to say real quick, um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of us have kids in this room, at least... 60% of us, nailed it, um, that we have a lot of younger listeners, Greg, right? Demographic is male, young. Yeah, so, we, we would like that to expand. So tell, yeah. tell all your lady friends in your life about the show, please. We're looking to build on that lady demographic, Mark. Tell your, old, tell your old friends, too. <laughs> yeah. We want some of them. Uh, but, no, if you haven't started a family yet, you haven't had kids I want you to know that they are transformative in your life and what they can do, and they're beautiful, and there's nothing better than bringing children to the world and, and living with them. Uh, but you have to understand that they are agents of disease and filth. Yeah, they are, they are germ backpacks roaming around your house, and if you touch a child, you will gain whatever illness they have quickly, but in an adult version. Agents of chaos, I would say, too. As well as that. But that could be explained by their brains are developing. The filth angle is the one that really gets to me because, for instance, we were at the restaurant yesterday. Uh, we finally got out of the house as a group because my parents are in town, too. They also fell ill because of this bug that went around. And I look over, and my three-year-old is putting his mouth on the actual chair of the restaurant. Oh, no. And then, you know, then you'll see the one-year-old laying on the ground face down or picking up food that's not his. <laughs> and you just think if everyone in the world lived like this, mm. the hu- humanity would be wiped out in a fortnight. This, this whole talk reminds me of a, an article I saw this week in the New York Times that for the first time ever, American families are preferring daughters over sons. And I think that's what you're See, explaining. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen both. Yeah. yeah, I can. I can understand. Especially it. multiple boys. The filth. Yeah. You know, you're not seeing girls eating eating chairs. Counterpoint. It's like- just not happening as much. It's it's not. It's a weird thing. It's genetic. You just have to mm. look at what's happening. They're not. The, they're never the ones at the park like eating like paste and knocking their head against the wall. I mean, my <laughs> dogs do this though. Right. Counterpoint. Yes. If. If we were to start doing more of this instead of the helicopter parents protecting their kids from ever having mm. access to any germ whatsoever, right. we would have better defenses in order to handle these diseases. That's right. an argument there. Mm. There's uh, right there. Wes comes Wes. at you with some high-octane parenting That's advice. That's Wes. That's Wes in a nutshell. Mark, and I'm nervous because Mark's waving a paper in his face. You have the vapors? I mean, to your <laughs> point, I was home this morning with a lot of news breaking, but my child, Colton, was on the couch next to me wanting to play uh, Uno. 
and he's home with a deep fever and various other ailments. So I feel like it's it's heading my way. Young listeners, many male. Uh, I'm not saying don't start a family, but take all of this into account before you make a decision. That goes for you, Colleen, uh, as well as Wes. Taking all the notes, yeah. taking it all in. Wes, by the way, Wes doesn't have a chance because we know the paramour is laying on the heat and all sorts. <laughs> there of will levels, be children, including that. It's just a matter of time now. But that's a whole different podcast. Save for the Wes's freedom is about to be revoked. Podcast. <laughs> wow. I, w- I would just make the point that, you know, for many hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> Counterpoint. Many hundreds of thousands of years, women have continued to have children despite having to go through pregnancy. So it's obviously worth it. Yeah, well, that's good. Wes again. Wes on fire. So positive, That's why we have Wes. him here. Um, <clears throat> yes, welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. We're all together, and that's great, and we have a lot to get to. Uh, big news out of the Pacific Northwest, Mark. A little heads up for you, what region Okay. Uh, Seattle is in. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about what's going on there. Also, uh, oh, yeah, free agency, the legal tampering period, the, the stupidest thing, the stupidest <laughs> phrase in professional sports. The legal tampering period begins – uh, on Monday, I believe, the 12th of March. Uh, so before that period hits, we're going to talk a little pressure points. Who's feeling the pressure? Who's got a lot riding on how next week and the weeks that follow play out? Uh, it's really about a little bit of job security. I'm not saying hot butts, Greg. I'm not talking hot butt here, but I'm saying pressure. RG3 once said, Pressure makes diamonds. No pressure, no diamonds. Mm. <laughs> was close. Greg has upgraded the phrase. Something you can put on a bumper sticker, probably. <laughs> RG3 said it. All right, let's uh, let's start go. Let's get into it though, and start with some news. The only people on the field who open is us. That's where you got to throw the ball. You was open. He hit you right between the numbers. Good catch. Ah uh, yes, the dulcet tones of Richard Sherman, the former fifth round pick who became. A franchise, a franchise icon for the Seattle Seahawks, and now it appears that that um, bond is through. It's been broken. The uh, Richard Sherman uh, reported by rap sheet on Wednesday that Sherman doesn't plan to be with the Seahawks in 2018. Sherman told teammates goodbye over the past 24 hours, and he won't be with the team this season, according to sources. Uh, Wes, we'll start with you on this one. Rappaport added, nothing is set in stone, but according to those close to him, there has been no official announcement. Uh, are you surprised by this news? I'm not surprised because I read Mike Silver's article in December about the changing of the guard in the NFC West, in which he foreshadowed or, or essentially reported at the time that the Legion of Boom uh, would be no more after this offseason. Sherman is due $11 million. He's now coming off of uh, surgeries on both Achilles tendons. That did not bode well for for him. Uh, yeah, th- this whole the whole Legion of Boom is being blown up, and they're building around Bobby Wagner now. It, it sounds like the official word will come sooner than later because they need to get his salary off the book. So as we tape this, he has not been officially released. But what Rapsi indicated on our network was that 
this isn't a, a scenario where they're going to troll around for some trades. I think they recognize he doesn't really have any trade value because he's not healthy and because of that salary. And it sounds like he'll be released. And Rapshi thought he might not even be able to get a job until June, July, sometime in the summer when he is healthy. I mean, he was in a walking boot just a couple weeks ago, if, if not days. And to your point, Wes, you said, he, I mean, to have Achilles, a major ruptured Achilles, and then have the, your other Achilles tweaked through an operation. I think back to when Michael Crabtree came back from an Achilles, and th- these two are not friends, but it wouldn't be terrible for him to have a phone call with Michael Crabtree about how tough it was. I don't think it's going to happen. You don't think that's going to no, happen? Probably not. But, I mean, it, if you tr- you can't trade for him because you're not going to get any sort of um, upgraded speed version of Richard Sherman, maybe for two seasons. Plus, you And then want, he's 30-something. Yeah, he's got a, a nice, sal- healthy salary right now, and you have to see how he's going to be healthy. So that makes sense why they're, the timing nature could take a while. And, yeah, maybe this is... Uh, Connie, the end of the Legion of Boom with Richard Sherman gone, Cam Chancellor probably gone, uh, and Earl Thomas probably back, but still, it's not the same team anymore. Cliff Plus Averill. Cliff Averill, yeah. yeah, who's dealing with the neck injury, and, right. and you look at just the amazing changes that they've gone through, and they bring in, and they have a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator. You have Brian Schottenheimer and Ken Norton Jr. in there, and this whole entire Legion of Boom, which this team was known for, the defense, so much is changing there. I think it's the right move, by the way. What do you think, Greg? Because, like, yeah. and, and I, I, I said it in the podcast last season, I thought the game, and it was December 17th, when they went down 34 nothing at the half at home to the Rams. That they were done. And they and it was because, and it wasn't just, and, and Seahawks fans got pissed. And they're like, oh, we're beat up, we're injured. Well, that's part of it. You guys, this unit was together for five, six, seven years, and part of that is you start to break down physically. Guys leave in free agency. Guys age out of their prime, and it just felt like the ending of something, and I think Seattle, to their credit, I think they're trying to be ahead of the ball here and not hanging on one year too long. I think it is absolutely the right move with that salary, and it's the time to do it, and you get the sense Pete Carroll was kind of ready to press the reset button. I mean, Sherman's turning 30. He's coming off a good season, but he's not the same level of dominant player that he was before. And I don't necessarily think that they are going to just go in the tank. They have enough players there and a good coaching staff and a great quarterback that they can get it back pretty quickly. But they, they had to make a change. I mean, it's, it's rare. Like, you look at Arizona, and Steve Keim is going to get an opportunity to rebuild parts of, that, uh, parts of that team again. But Arians isn't with them. How rare? How often is it that you get the same coach and same GM who get a chance to develop essentially a completely second era in Seattle? And John Schneider's the guy we'd have to trust to be able to do it. They play this thing out. I wrote an article three years ago about how their Super Bowl window is going to last forever or whatever. But that a five year run for a defense is forever. I mean, you were wrong though. Well, I didn't say forever. I said it was wide open. And I noted they actually had all these guys who were under contract for three more years. And, like, their their defense was together for about five years since Michael Bennett and Averill were signed. And Sherman and Thomas really set the foundation when they were drafted much before that. So they had a long run. They played it out as long as they could. They had the longest run of number one defenses and points allowed in NFL history. You look at great defenses, they usually only last a year or two. It's not like the Ravens lasted at that level or the Bucks or even the Broncos a couple years ago. What a great run, though, for Richard. If this is the end of Sherman in Seattle, he's a legend there. Nothing will ever take away the fact that 
he was kind of like, I know you could say there are players that were better than him on that defense, but to me, he was kind of the face of it because he was the brash guy, the one that got in Tom Brady's face. He, announced, mad the, bro. he announced the start of this whole run with you, Mad yeah. Bro, I feel like. Yeah, that's a great call. I think he was the, kind of the face of all this, and, and you send the face away and things change. Now yeah. you're sad, bro. Uh, <laughs> also, one of the savviest, and I don't mean this as a shot, but yeah. one of the savviest self-promoters at a time when Twitter and social media was all sort of blowing up at once. He had family members creating uh, issues with radio stations and TV outlets. <laughs> he suddenly was doing the rounds. He was like, doing all the ATL over the place. Debate Club. He came on us, and he said, when he came on with you and I, yeah. and we were a little intimidated because yeah. we had been in the process of writing 40 or 50, like, I'm so tired of hearing Richard Sermon <laughs> squawk at this player. And he's like, oh, I've read everything that you two wrote. And I thought this interview is going to go absolutely <laughs> oh awfully. And it went fine. But- he was cool. He was cool. And uh, – Connie, that's what a Stanford education will buy you. Yep, that's right. Hey, speaking of uh, Seahawks players that are moving on, Michael Bennett is no more. Class act, that Michael Bennett. He was uh, traded to Connie's Philadelphia Eagles uh, in exchange for mm, a fifth-round pick and Marcus Johnson uh, being sent to Seattle, a seventh-round pick also being sent to Philadelphia in addition to Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about this, Connie? Nice pickup. Howie Roseman. He's uh, He saw Howie. He saw the light with the Super Bowl. Now he's like, I'm still in. We still have to be aggressive. And, I mean, we heard about the Eagles looking to trade Vinnie Curry, so this makes some, some sense there. But Michael Bennett, I mean, he's been really good for the Seattle Seahawks, but 33, he dealt with knee and foot injuries last year. I like the move, but I don't know. I'm a little... I'm just a little hesitant about it. Why? You're still skeptical of how he wrote Come on, Connie! <laughs> well, yes. What more does he have to they do? They didn't give up much. No, what they what did, do they have they to did. do? Win a Super Bowl with Nate Sudfeld for you to also, get on board with I know, you're right. They did, they did it with Nick Foles. His salary is not too <laughs> prohibitive. He's got three more years on the deal. Is he? I mean, he talks a lot, and he's getting older. Maybe that's not a great combination. I honestly uh, think but, he'll be a good know. fit, though, in that locker room. I mean, you have... They can handle a guy like Marty Bennett. I don't think that'll be an issue They became one of those teams that can handle a Michael Bennett personality. Right, and if you have... Have him and Fletcher Cox inside, and then Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham outside. I mean that. So that, now you feel good. I know. Now you're, right, now you're talking it. me okay, into it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Twist my arm. Yeah. Greg's actually mad at you. Why? Is the Super Bowl Fifty Two fallout? No, no. I'm. I'm <laughs> saying I love. I love. I have. I think the Eagles front office deserves uh, some credit and deserves a, a wide berth here that they're going to be making smart, aggressive moves and it's going to pay you out. Know, and it makes a lot of sense to me because they're going to lose Bo Allen, who's a backup defensive tackle, uh, who was. You contributed. They're going to lose Vinnie Curry, and Bennett can play in both of those positions. And I think he'll benefit, like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, from not having to play every down. I mean, he's going to be a part-time player there. You can keep him healthy, 400, 500 snaps, and then you really unleash him in the playoffs. They're about $10 million over the cap right now. So they, th- those players you mentioned, Vinnie Curry, they, he might not be the only one. that They're going to have to get rid of people. Corey Smith's got to be gone. When I think back to the Dream Team, which became this thing that everyone made fun of for Howie Rosen, because it didn't work. It just flat out didn't also, work. Also, it wasn't his phrase. It was no. Vince Young who was right. the last guy who should have been saying anything, right. but, period. But, <laughs> Howie yeah, well. Roseman has always been very aggressive, and it came during a time when free agency where it was like, okay, you overextended the way that we look at the Dolphins on some level, but now it's shifting over, and Greg's written about this, and everyone knows we're at this point. That trades are growing, oh, and wait, Howie wait, Roseman... Is that you hear? You heard a little... You heard a trade tsunami is coming? <laughs> there it is. Oh, oh, oh. oh God. It's washing along the shore. That's yes, Greg. 
still a week away to, to really hit. I, you, I think it's starting to get in on the. The drops. winds are starting to, it. to reach shore. I don't know if I'm ready for Greg to be prepping his own drops. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> I like it. Thirty minutes before the show, it's like someone tweeted about. It. I was like, oh yeah, we gotta get this <laughs> ready. You, I'm Greg. flying. Good for you. The first thing I thought of with this trade was when Michael Bennett first got to Seattle, along with Cliff Averill, it was because of the competitive advantage of paying peanuts for their quarterback. And now the Eagles are paying peanuts for their quarterback. Yeah. And you're able to do things like this. You're going to have to push some money around with the, the salary cap. But but still, if Carson Wentz was making $20 million a year, you could not make this trade. Bennett's making half as much as Vinnie Curry. I mean, he's only due $5.6 million. I think that's why they were able to trade him versus uh, Richard Sherman, who you're not going to be able to trade. Because his salary is very reasonable for what he can get. Yeah. Big changes, Mark. Where? All over the league, Dan. Well, specifically... <laughs> In, the in Pacific, Philadelphia, tsunami. Ah, no, tsunami. The, the Pacific region. Northwest. No, the man. Pacific Northwest. Also, okay. What's ironic? That's that. where yeah, Seattle this, is. This is broadcasting, man. You tie it up. Hey, with a nice when bow. I said all around the league, that was accurate. It's it it's was. ironic though, because because there was that article in the New Yorker uh, last year where I think they wrote about a, a tsunami. Might be coming for the old Pacific <laughs> no, Might be coming for Seattle. This is the new Greg, and I like it. It's yeah, it's acceptable. I think maybe Greg thought, well, Dan could die potentially with the stomach bug. <laughs> I need to slide in and, and pick up the yeah. slack in the old drop department. He's wearing his new Puma jacket, feeling good about this himself. This is an old one, an old one that I like to break out. All right. Did you have some type of dig at me you want to throw out? You can. No. But you had something lined up, and then no. Connie interrupted you. No. Whoa. I welcome it. What? Breaking news. Whoa. Whoa. Wes right. is calling for breaking news. This is per ESPN's Adam Schefter. Shortly after the Rams extended Alec Ogletree, they're sending him to the New York Giants for two 2018 draft picks. Hubba hubba. First and a second. No. Wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Mark, I, I was like, what? I was like, how do I top Wes's announcement? Wow. So there you go. What are your thoughts on that move, Wes? I'm shocked. They just They just signed him to a new deal. And it's not like they have a new regime in place since they signed him to a new deal. It's surprising, but the Giants have needed linebackers, what, forever? But well, now the Rams do as well. Well, talk about uh, the tsunami hitting. This is some, <laughs> this is some next-level stuff here by Les Snead because you, you said it. This is some you, – you see this sort of thing occasionally in baseball or the NBA. You never see it in the NFL where they essentially signed Ogletree to a long-term contract. But immediately they already were thinking that, okay, this is a tradable asset. Even though, of course, they liked him and want him long term or or would have been fine with him long term. There's no way they would have made that move otherwise. He was playing very well after that trade. Not that there was much time after that trade. I think it was in December, wasn't it? I think they're getting rid of the people who aren't perfect fits for Wade Phillips defense. But why did you give it? But they gave him that contract in the first place. I think it's maybe, first of all, the Giants called or that there's some teams were interested and they just decided, okay, we want to prioritize Mark Barron. Uh, who was maybe going to be a cut candidate if if not, or they just decided, hey, we can move and we want some draft picks. Like, we're flexible. So, I, some interesting amazing. linebackers in this draft. Amazing. Hey, uh, Mark. Yes. Pacific what? Northwest. No, no. But <laughs> look, you're prescient there. Prescient. Men- mentioned all over the league. All over the league. All around the league. So the league the, the, within trade. seconds, I am accurate. The contract yeah. was signed in October, to be clear. Maybe they, they did rethink his fit in Wade Phillips's con- their run defense. That. Their run defense could have been quite a bit better last year. Rap sheet 
for what it's worth, has confirmed this report. The Giants, just one quick thing. It's worth a lot in this company. Yep. Yes. It, yeah. The Giants, we did NFC needs this week, kind of a you know a meat, meat and potatoes article, yeah. both Wes and I Half wrote. banger? Uh, yeah. It, you know, it's, Three it's something you get done. <laughs> it, Fractional banger. The Giants linebackers have been one of the worst positions in football year after year. Like, if you write these needs articles year after year, I have put Giants linebacker as, like, their number one need for five it or six It does feel like years. since we've been they, at the company. They, they've, the they've had terrible linebackers. So it makes Not sense. into Calvin Munson, I see. Calvin <laughs> Munson. Did you make that name up? Isn't that the legal expert on ESPN? It's their will linebacker, Calvin Munson. Not, maybe not I think no he was longer. part of the ESPN layoffs, Calvin Munson. He was on oh. the Munsters. Quickly about, found new work. What about Gabe, uh, the uh, Tulane grad? That's our legal guy. Loved Gabe. Gabe, what's his He's name? still in the mix, Gabe Feldman. Gabe Feldman is is he on their uh, depth chart? Uh, don't see him. <laughs> but, you know, he could be, up, he could be behind this right. Calvin Munson character. So uh, Let's move on. The Steelers used their exclusive uh, franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell. That is worth $14.5 million for 2018. By the way, was this official on Monday's show? I don't know. The salary cap did go up. That happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about $9 bucks. I think it's at 177 now. That's correct. Okay. Anyway, uh, Le'Veon Bell has been tagged. Uh, so there you go, 14.5. There's the uh, where a baseline for any type of long-term contract talks. Uh, but who knows if the Steelers are interested in that. Maybe he'll play on the tag. Maybe he'll he'll cause a big fit, Greg, and, and say, I'm not even going to play this season. But you probably won't see him until uh, preseason at the soonest. I, I thought it was interesting, Adida, Aditi Kinkawala, who's – Kind of like the Woodward and Bernstein of the Le'Veon Bell situation. <laughs> thought that this both of them this holdout. Yeah, she's both. <laughs> she, she takes both roles. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I don't know what is the difference between the two. One, Who is she? One's kind of like the the nebbishy Jew, and the other's more like the party. Robert guy. Redford is the other one. Okay. There's a bit of a. Who um, is she meeting in dark parking garages? Maybe. I just rewatched that movie. Like two it's a great ago. movie. I, I think it. she's meeting Steelers players personnel. She talked to a player who thought That's essentially new. that he might skip a game or two this year. That it might get a little uglier than it than it was. Like. I thought Lindsey Rhodes, our friend, had a good idea about giving him the non-exclusive tag. Where okay, let's say someone else blows him away and they they come up with a long-term offer that the Steelers don't want to match. You get two number ones in return, or he finds out that the market is not what he wants, and the Steelers have a chance to sign him. I, what what would have been the worst there if you got two number ones in return for Le'Veon Bell if another team got him? I think the thing with Lev, like he's not a lot of backers on that theory in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay, try to help you out there. I don't know if a team would, to answer you. I don't know if a team. I was thinking about it. I don't. I didn't have a strong take, but I don't think a team would give up two first for no. Them. That's so you're not going to lose them, right? Moving on. Well, wait, hold on. A yes. Second. Oh, he's, sorry. He's not. He's, you know he's not happy about this. He actually told, no. I don't know if you saw this, he talked to Billboard, the magazine, and said that uh, he's focused right now on dropping two or three don't more albums in the offseason. He's been in the studio with some rappers I know you guys have heard of. Let's hear him. And he's had a bunch of, oh, I, I can't, this is like deep source information. I oh, you're not allowed mm. to say. I can't say who mm. he was in the studio with. But you Wait, know who what? they are. You have, I know. You have the news? I know who Wait. It is. Wow, this summer of hip-hop with Colleen Wolf. <laughs> just one end. Winter of hip-hop, I guess. Between the Cardi B, between your new drop, this is something. She's like, now you're an insider. She's Queen B. She's like yeah. the Lil' Kim of this generation. <laughs> That's like the biggest compliment ever. <laughs> Do you wow. like Levy on Bell's talents behind the mic? Um, I think, you know, me, uh, I'm okay. I'm a little loose. I mean, she's a colleague it. in that business. So sure. You don't like you, to speak I want to know now. 
Right. I want to know how you know this. And he's had a bunch of meetings with Capitol Records. So is it Migos? He may or may not have signed with them. Whoa, Colleen is legitimately breaking rap news. Had to had to get this in. May or may not. I'm just saying. I I can't wait till like. uh, (laughs) I can't wait till Hot 97 poaches Colleen from our podcast. (laughs) That I could totally. Couldn't you see her being kind of the hip hop insider host? That is totally well, a, a good. While we're yeah. while we're on this topic, be uh, like the, circling back to Michael Lisa Bennett, G. the tweet that he sent out with him in the Eagles jersey. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Sent out a tweet of himself in an Eagles jersey, and underneath it says "Free Meek Mill." So he is on the free wow. Meek Mill mm. train, and I love that. A, a downtown Julie Brown for our generation, <laughs> Colleen. Wolf. By the way, a little bit of other Bennett brother <laughs> news. Amazing. What do you got? Released by the Patriots minutes ago. More. Whoa! Wow, more breaking news. Really? More breaking news. The league. I was absolutely correct when I said that the changes were not exclusively to the Seahawks, but to other teams around the NFL. They're going to lock us in the studio. It's going to be a 17-hour podcast. It's like they're, they're like desperately they need writers downstairs to turn out this content. And we're like, oh yeah, Colleen likes rap. Like, what? What are these guys doing? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the Rams made their decision. They have franchised the player. Oh, do we have anything else to say about Marty Bennett? I I don't. I don't know. He, what wa- he's, he has said he wants to play again. It's interesting that the Patriots, from what they saw of him, did not want to pay five or six million or whatever he was on the hook for. Maybe they were. I wonder if they were waiting to see where Gronk was going to come down, and then once you could see them re-signing him for three million, they probably just don't want to be paying him a lot of right. money. Right. Well, we'll get to it later. But they signed a raging. They, they picked up the option of a raging star on their own roster. Maybe that's why this. That's happened. A big, we'll get that's to a big it. Tease. We will get to that in odds and ends. It's coming <laughs> up, Connie. Start warming up the Vox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams made their decision. Uh, safety LaMarcus Joyner gets their franchise tag. Very publicly, everyone knew that they were trying to decide between Joyner or wide receiver Sammy Watkins. At first, Sammy Watkins, they were leaning that way, and then they leaned back the other way, went with Joyner, which means uh, Sammy Watkins will hit free agency uh, and also going to market while we're here. Allen Robinson uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was surprised by this. Maybe I shouldn't have been. Maybe I should have been more plugged in. But when I saw it on the scroll, when I watched Northeastern blow it in the CAA finals mm. against the College of Charleston to, to blow a chance to get into March Madness, when I saw that in the scroll, I said, wow, I bet the Jets are going to go heavy after Allen Robinson. Those two wide receivers on the market. Thoughts? Not about Northeastern. Tough loss for the Huskies. Uh, well, apologies for that. I think yeah. it makes sense that they um, franchised – Joiner instead of uh, Watkins just because the tag is a lot cheaper for safeties. Um, and also, I think it might be a little bit more difficult to replace Joiner than it is to replace Watkins for the Rams. And then in terms of Allen Robinson, I mean, he's still rehabbing from that ACL. So they didn't want to take a chance with their one tag on a guy that's not 100%. Jaguars also have they're one of these teams, not unlike Seattle to some degree, with they're going to have waves of young players all come up for new deals at the same time, players they want to keep. And so they already have to make that prioritization. The one thing I'd say about Watkins is there's a lot of teams out there with a lot of cap money, the Bears, Browns, Jets, like you said, the Colts, the 49ers, the need wide receivers. But do you really want to go to your third team in 12 months? Or would you rather, where are you going to succeed more than in Sean McVay's offense in Los Angeles? Well, Ian, I would consider resigning. Rap Sheet has 
emphasize that the Rams will aggressively pursue a deal with Watkins before the start of free agency. And the Jaguars are supposed to do something similar with Allen Robinson, but I see I see Allen Robinson as a guy who's going to get paid. There's going to be a lot of guys going after him, and I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to match what he's going to get. I, I found that move – I was surprised too, Dan, and I, I thought it was curious because they've struggled to draft offensive players under David Caldwell, and Robinson's one of their best draft picks that they've had under David Caldwell. So a team that spends so much in free agency and brings all these guys in, letting one of their better picks go when you don't really have – I mean, you're going to lose him. Uh, you're probably going to lose Marquise Lee. Blake Bortles is your quarterback. I mean, that's a lot of questions about the passing game. I I would hey, want I would Alan keep Hearns. Him. Uh, yeah, I would want to keep him. At, uh, under a lot of the twelve to ten tag. victories next season. And, and, uh, <laughs> right, God. they hope. Sammy Watkins, I think, will still get paid, even though he got under a hundred six hundred yards. I think when a player again. is this close to free agency and he's young and he hasn't been productive in a couple of years, but he was productive before that. He's twenty four years old. Teams are gonna. I mean, Allen Robinson closed out 2015 with four 100-yard games in the final six weeks, mm. and then all the chaos happened. From well, there. part of the chaos was he himself had a horrible year he, in 2016. Yep. I still think teams are gonna. He's gonna have. He's, he's gonna, gonna, gonna get paid. Yeah. Uh, finally, in uh, the news, Kyle Fuller will be back with the Bears. Maybe, probably, in that zone. The team applied the transition tag. To the young cornerback, Rap Sheet reported this first. Uh, that means that any team can match the Bears on an offer. Uh, or excuse me, that means. I'll tell you what it means, all right? I'll get it tell out. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> he, it's confusing. He does hit the open market. A team can make an offer, but the Bears have the opportunity to match it, or is that restricted that, free agency? No, that's exactly right. They all can right. match it. That That's exactly in the, And ultimately, it. he has to sign a contract with the new team. So he would... You know, go visit, sign something, and then the Bears get a chance to match it. I mean, this is Chris Wesseling's prized uh, free agency uh, pick right here. He loves some some Kyle Fuller. And don't worry, Wes, I've talked to the the shadowy league figures. Kyle Fuller's staying on the top 101 free agents. When you're transition tagged, that's like being a free agent. You can stay there. He might work his way up toward the top of that list. Hubba, hubba. I mean, I think, too, like, he took such a step forward last year in 2017 – 2016, he was still coming off that back surgery, and or the what? 2016, he just struggled, and so 2017, I felt like he they did the coaching staff did such a good job with him. He improved so much, and then this way with the transition tag, it allows them to possibly work out a long term deal with him. So then that way, if they can get that done, the Bears can then just focus on possibly grabbing a wide receiver in free agency. Usually, the transition tag is a little pointless, especially when the Dolphins use it. But in this case, his he has such a unique career that he kind of came out of nowhere and he's getting paid a lot. And it sounds like the Bears really want to keep Mike Garofolo believes that ultimately Fuller will wind Garofalo. up with the Bears, whether he resign whether he they match a deal or whether it's just under the tag. They want to keep him, but they don't know what to pay him, so this is a yeah. way to find out what they should be paying him. Odds and ends time. Odds and ends, odds and ends. Hey, everybody, tell your friends because the time is here. Frauds, damn. You were so close. That was pretty smooth. Once you, I said I, she just closed it. She lands this sucker. She <laughs> nailed it. But then when you said because so the time is here or whatever, at the yeah. end, then you blew it. 
Yeah, extra yeah. line. I think what helped is, is there was no build up to it. Suddenly Dan was just starting. She yeah. didn't have time to get pre pre song jitters. You're right. You're right. And and the only time I can ever practice is live here. That's the only. So. You tried to go second Wait, first. Yeah. That what you don't, time, you don't do practice this at home all the time. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's what I. I'm the only do. one. Okay. Odds and ends. Here we go. The Cowboys signed franchise player Demarcus Lawrence to a one-year $17.143 million contract. So, when I mentioned back surgery before for Kyle Fuller, not the case. It was actually for Demarcus Ware. He was the next guy down on my list. So, Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence. uh, (laughs) 2017, great year for him. 14 and a half sacks, the most by any player since Demarcus Ware. And in 2016, he only had one. He was coming off that back surgery. So, great year for him. Kenny Britt experience will rage on for another season at the NFL level. That's the lead from Mark Sessler. What an annoying individual. I can't believe the Patriots did this. Like, Cleveland gave him a ton of cash and decided, you know, in early December, this guy is an absolute toxic poison. Do only one and a half million dollars, and it doesn't hurt to just keep him on the roster in the office. Like, I have talked to people in Cleveland said he was an absolute toxic spill in that locker room. Well, and they probably should have known that before they signed him to the floor for 32 Oh, they absolutely should have. Moving on, the Bills agree on a two-year contract. Chris Wessling with another Chris. Ivory, anything left in the tank or is it more? Jacksonville just wasn't a good fit, needs a fresh start. Well, I think it was telling that he sort of lost his snaps to T.J. Yeldon by the end of the year. And guys with Chris Ivory's running style tend to fall off the cliff pretty pretty quickly. But the Bills needed depth there. If LaShawn McCoy went down, who were they going to plug in? Kicker stuff, Graham Gano, a four-year deal with the Panthers. There's only a few kickers in the league, maybe a handful, that get a deal like this. And Graham Gano, one of them. Y'all in, Greg, on a little Graham Gano experience? The, the great kickers aren't making it to free agency. Venetary, Gano. I know you were excited. A lot of them were in our top 100 initially. NFL referees Ed Hockley. And Jeff Triplett are retiring. We should have led with this one. Yeah, what are we doing? Oh, my God. Mark Hockley guns himself, steps down his his son, Sean, and this is a sweet tale, um, will take his spot officially. I think Ed Hockley, for me, the takeaway is at, at any age, any one of us in this room could decide, I want to get wicked jacked. I'm like going to take the next 24, 36 months. I could be Ed Hockley 14 years from now. I could start doing this and still That's be my goal. That's my offseason goal. There you go. Yeah, I don't think Ed no Hockley. matter how much work I did, I don't think I would get to hockey. I don't, you should not view your, your physical self that way, Greg. Yeah, just you could di- transform. People have well, different Greg, frames. Greg, you have to go to the gym. People have different frames. It's okay. And Jeff Triplett has a good body, too. True. I applaud this move. Yes. <laughs> we, need some fresh, we need some fresh blood in the referee circles, which have grown to be a huge problem in the NFL. Mm. Way too many flags. I'm not saying Ed Hockley and Jeff Triplett wanted to see themselves on TV, but Triplett was always throwing more flags no than anyone else in the no league. No one's sad to see Triplett go. Counter oh. counterpoint: the grass is always greener on the other side. Let's hope the new guys. But the are referee good. situation in the NFL cannot get worse. Literally, cannot get worse. Jared Jones. Uh, I worried that this would be something to drag on. He has reimbursed the NFL two million bucks. Good for you, Jarrah. Don't drag this thing out. Let's move on. It's like four pennies from his pocket. Yeah, oh. it's nothing. He's just gonna Venmo it. Great job. I do like on Venmo that you can you have the option where you can see what you can have other people see what you I hate that option. Paid for. You yeah. can you good. can hide it. It's very yeah, strange. I, I Whenever Dan Venmo's me things, he raised very concerning subject heads that like I have a question <laughs> about at home later. Wait, Mark once paid me for something, it just said like removal of dead bodies. <laughs> and then it's just sitting out there, you know? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk a little pressure points. Pressure. pressure. Yep, it's a tough gig. 
You see it on the faces of these men when they're in their, at the podiums at the Combine. They got a lot on their plate, especially this time of year. Uh, you could, But we, we'll throw it out to anybody. Who's under pressure in the NFL entering free agency? A GM. That makes a lot of sense. But you could also say a coach or a player or a scouting director or a rival podcast. Greg, get us going. Well, that rival podcast yeah. really uh, got me thinking. <laughs> you want me to start with Mark? And- no. I mean, my, my cousin Justin Milner just started a big-time uh, podcast. I don't know if he's feeling the pressure. Really? Any relation to D. Milner, the infamous no. Jets draft bust? Uh, Eddie Milner. Let's, let's go with a more conventional start. I'm going to go with Rick Spielman. Pressure. Spielman runs a team without a quarterback and a lot of expectations. Mike Zimmer said at the NFL scouting combine. Look, if Vikings general manager. Vikings Rick general Spielman. manager said, yeah, if we don't get this quarterback decision right, we're all going to get fired. And everyone you know, kind of laughed. It was good. Like Dark joke. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's total. That's totally true, but I think they're in a tougher spot than people think because everyone just believes, oh, they're loaded. They're just going to be right back. It'll be the same defense, and a lot of the same players are coming back. But it's so hard to get that magic going again. The offensive coordinator coordinator is going to be different, and whether it's Kirk Cousins or Case Keenum. Whoever it is, there's going to be a lot of pressure, and that's not necessarily a situation that's going to be easy to meet expectations. So they're missing two starting guards there this year. They have some defensive players whose contract's going to come up soon. There's a lot to deal with thinking short and long term for Spielman. I think he's under a lot of pressure. No doubt. I I question it. Spielman would would ask, suddenly, if we don't have good quarterback play, our jobs are in peril. Rick Spielman has spent the 90% of his career in Minnesota with horrible quarterbacks. But now I mean, he survived over and over. No, now you got now you got to get it done. Are big. I you you're kind of hitting on the point that I've had. I was been talking with Keith Hansis in between bouts of illness uh, the past few days, and a big thing about Kirk Cousins and why the Vikings are seen as the favorites to land the quarterback is like he has a chance to go somewhere to win now, and it's like yeah, probably. But this idea that it's a sure thing, that you go back and it's the same Vikings team that went to the doorstep of the Super Bowl, it's all, you never know what team comes back the next year. Mm. You never know. I agree. And by, by the way, my cousin's podcast is called Critical Value <laughs> from the Urban Institute. He's, he makes Ooh. me smarter just talking to him in life. He's much smarter than I am. Listening to this, I've become smarter about well, public Does that policy. count as our ad read? I'm throwing it in there. Why not? It came I up. support it. It came up. Look, look. He, I, just, I don't think he was attacking either. I, I just asked if he counted as our ad read. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Critical value. Apple Podcasts. Mark? <laughs> well, I'll spin off the Vikings and say that the other team that's still hanging around in the Kirk Cousins sweepstake, one of a couple, is, is the Broncos. And when, when John Elway lured Peyton Manning to Denver, it was all but, oh, the John Elway gravitas and, like, the, you know, pulling him in, like, that big white truck towards Denver with the helicopter <laughs> shots. And it was like, oh, only Elway could pull this off because, you know, Peyton trusts John Elway. I'm different. There you go. Right. <laughs> Actual <laughs> soundbite from the uh, free agent luring process. But, they, I mean, now it's like if you swing and miss on Kirk Cousins and you have to turn around and all respect to Case Keenum for what he did last year, but if you turn around and sell Case Keenum as your long-term deal that you get instead of Kirk Cousins and you're the guy that has Paxton Lynch probably still on the roster and a face-saving move, I just think Elway, the shine's off a little bit, and it starts at the position that you're supposed to secure year after year. You're missing on draft picks at the quarterback level, and now you have to go and get Kirk Cousins, or it's going to be a big fall-off for that Broncos team, a team that stunk last year, by the way. <laughs> Remember the helicopter spin? That was me! It's that not, not going to look good for any general manager to bypass 
Case Keenum for one year and $2 million last year and then overpay for him this year. Right. When we're not even sure, I'm not even sure if he's a better quarterback than Trevor Simeon. Hmm. That, that's, ouch. That, wow. Ouch, the whole room went. Put Trevor Simeon on last year's Vikings. I think they do a lot better. He's a guy who's very dependent on him, on his offensive line blocking. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that's crazy. The thing, you're so right about Elway, and you could get this a little bit from the combine, just the way he was talking. He seems like he feels the pressure. Like last year was such a miserable experience for him. He just wanted to wipe it away. Like he said that immediately, just like, I'm so happy because it's 2018 and, you know, the worst year ever is over and I'm going to forget that ever happened. But he might be in a spot where this year is not really that much better. Well, they haven't had back-to-back losing seasons since any of us in this room has been alive. The standards there are very high. They go for Super Bowls every year. Wow. That's, That's a great little nugget. It's been since the early 1970s. Well, the Cubs have won a World Series. The Eagles just won the Super Bowl. Maybe it's time for Denver to experience a little back-to-back little losing campaign. dirt nap, as you say. <laughs> a little dirt nap time. As, you, as you're known to say. That time. I like it. Wes. I will spin off Pressure Mark's point. pick. Pressure. And another Hall of Fame player who's been one of the best general managers of his generation, Ozzie Newsom. There's some pressure on him. His legacy's intact. He's done enough. But he does not want to leave a mess for Eric DaCosta, who's going to be the next general manager. And this roster right now has potential to be a mess. They have, as in every iteration of Ozzie Newsom's tenure there, they have to blow up the wide receiver core again because it didn't work out and Ozzie has not been able to figure out that position. In addition to that, what is, what is, who is Joe Flacco at this point? They keep backing him. But there's whispers that they're going to target a quarterback at some point in this draft. They have to figure out if Joe Flacco is going to be the guy for the next, you know, Mark DeCo- or Eric DaCosta era. Defense, they they spent a few early round picks on ed- edge rusher last year. They're getting a little old in the secondary. They have to fix that. They've got some holes up front. Their cap is a mess. The, the Ravens could go either way this year. They could go back into the playoff hunt. They, you know, the Bengals knocked them out last year. Or they could fall back another couple steps again and become a team that has to do a massive rebuild. Ozzie Newsom, when he was under Bill Belichick in Cleveland, one of the first Belichick, the one of the first times he said, "I know Ozzie Newsom has this special gift to scout and see players," was when he he found Michael Jackson, the wide receiver, not the <laughs> singer. Michael Dyson for like three games, then he went back. But th- you remember Michael Jackson was an incredible talent. Yes. And you go to then they moved to owe Baltimore. Tom Jackson's royalties after that. <laughs> Ta- they go to Baltimore, and I feel like they've they haven't found a wide receiver since. No. I mean, it's been the entire run with the Ravens. How many great wide receivers can you name that they picked in the draft? Oh yeah, the only good it's ones ridiculous. they've had have been free agents, free agents old yeah. veterans, Bolden, Mason, spent first rep. Colleen's on. close personal friend, Steve Smith. Yep. Mark Clayton, and who was the other one? Travis Taylor. They uh, get it. What you're point about DaCosta is interesting because if they do have a losing record, the first thing DaCosta is going to have to do is fire John Harbaugh, I, I believe. If, if he if they have a losing record this year, he's not going to. So gonna, fire they, one of the five best coaches in the NFL. They, con- they said they considered firing him this year, and and they admitted that, that that was a consideration. That would be that would be Steve Bashotti's decision, not Eric DaCosta's. Right, that, that's fair, but that would, that would start his run and maybe get a new quarterback, too, if Flacco looks poor. Connie. All right, so obviously Kirk Cousins is under a ton of pressure, and I was trying to think of someone who is a little bit more under the radar. Um, So I know that this is a GM who's only in his second season, but the Colts are a mess, and Chris Ballard, 
they had he took the first season to what's your favorite type of frog <laughs> to clean well. things up there take stock and what's going on they went four and 12 but they have the third overall pick they have the third I believe most cap space in the league their quarterback situation is one that's kind of shrouded with mystery not to him but to us so whatever Andrew Luck is going to do if he's going to be healthy or not next season you just had Josh McDaniels publicly blow you off in front of everybody and so you have your your second choice as your head coach they have so many needs there I mean that offensive line has been a mess for years and years you need two corners you need an inside linebacker pass rushers and if the rivalry is still back on with New England who they play this year they have to at least be competitive Plus, the the division is a lot more competitive than it's been in the past with Deshaun Watson at the Texans and the Jags, what they were able to do. It's not as easy as it used to be for them. So they need to get talent in there. The one thing I'd say in his – I think, A, the the owner loves him. Right. And he's handled a lot of – who thought they would have come into this situation really essentially not have Andrew Luck at all and having to answer questions 7,000 times about a thing that he can't definitively say if Andrew Luck is, is healthy or not. But over and over, stuff's been thrown in Ballard's face, and Ballard continues, I think, to answer w- with, with a lot of grace, and he's been a really skillful guy navigating an organization that the GM before him was a, was a, ma- a giant mess. It's crazy. A giant mess. Doing the exercise that Greg referenced earlier, I had the AFC section. It's crazy to see the Colts still have the same glaring holes on the roster that they've had since they drafted Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Running back, offensive line, and the entire defense. Mm. <laughs> yeah. How much is the – well, we'll find out because we all were rooting for Ballard and we like Ballard and we like Frogs. But how much of it is the GM and how What's much your is type of frog? upstairs beyond the GM? And if, if that's ultimately what's holding back this franchise, then any GM is kind of up the old creek. I think most oh, football people adult. would tell you that Jim Irsay is a very good owner to work mm. for. I, I, I think that we may see, and we've seen it already, some of the value of Peyton Manning, not that anyone doubted his value, carrying an organization that maybe does have some Poor well, leadership I at think the very that's... top. Because look how he's handled the era since. How own... I, I think Jim Irsay has certainly made decisions that he regrets. There was uh, a Hall of Famer term... who built that team. Right. Bill Polian. Right. But I'm, I'm saying everything that's gone on since then has not been handled well. And they were given Andrew Luck. I'm not giving him any credit for that. They were given Andrew No, I, I agree with A you. magical 1-15 in 15 right. season gave them Andrew Luck. I would I, take that. Trip. I think Jim Irsay is more knowledgeable on football than most owners, but that could also get him in trouble by getting involved in things. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is a part of it. I, I don't think he's one of those owners that's, you know, lost in space. And I will not name some that I believe are. He's a former general manager. But that's coming up later this week on yeah. the end around. <laughs> good, good week, bad Tune week. Tune in. Tune in. Uh, all right. We're logging. Either way. It's a website. Either way, yeah. Uh, I'll throw one out there, uh, a little full circle, where we started this podcast. John Schneider. Ooh. Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. He did something that uh, 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 that I think, or at least Greg and I, agree with getting out now. And if you feel like the end is near with this this group, try to, to rebuild and build around your superstar linebacker and, and go from there. However, that comes with a lot of risk, especially when you have – um, a fan base that has grown to love and fall in love with the idea of the Legion of Boom and it's become the identity of that defense. When you make that decision, we're going to start taking that apart and we're going to change this defense. Uh, your fans are going to expect, and probably your bosses, are going to expect a succession plan that is, you know, bonkers. 
It's lights out. Because why else would you then throw away this amazing part of the legacy of your organization? So I think you really need to be – you need to know what you're doing. And, and you think that Schneider has the track record to prove it, but he's under a lot of pressure. He's got to pick the right players. They don't have a lot of cap space. I just checked it out. I don't know how things will change with some of these moves they're doing. But they got to save a lot between Sherman, right. Averill, Chancellor. But even that will put them maybe in the middle of the pack. Right now they're in the bottom third. They only have $14 million according to over the cap. And then that's not even ha- – I mean, he's also got the other – other side of the ball to worry about. Paul Richardson's a nice player. He's probably gone. Uh, Jimmy Graham, who's maybe not Jimmy Graham anymore, but was a, a part of their offense, an important part. He's going to be gone, yeah. most likely. And they still have no running game. And I know they got Dwayne Brown at left tackle, but their offensive line probably still is a, a unit that you would think needs to be addressed. Yes, Pete Carroll's there. Yes, Russell Wilson. But the GM's got a lot of work to do. It almost reminds me it's not the same level because you do have the same coach and you do have the same quarterback, and a lot can ride on that. We saw that last year with that team. But when the Niners, like post-Jim Harbaugh, when they lost so many people all over the place, that the Seahawks are going to look like a completely vastly different organization. I would say this. Jim Schneider's the guy I trust to do it. And secondly, if you tell Seahawks fans, hey, we're going to give you five or six of the most fun football seasons ever if you would ride with us through a little bit of a hiccup after I think most fans would take that. Yeah, they've proven you know? it. It was one of the best, you know, reconstruction jobs anyone's done this century in Seattle when they arrived. But they haven't really hit on their draft picks well for a while. I mean, at the at the incredible level that they were. So they need to find their new Earl Thomases and Shermans and KJ Wrights. They Schneider needs to start hitting on his picks. You got to be smart and lucky because. You have to have teams pass on guys like Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner and Richard Sherman in order to get them yeah. where they got them. Matt Flynn was going to be their quarterback. Char- Ch- Chaz Whitehurst had a little uh, time there, a little cameo. One more shot at Matt Flynn out the door, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, shot. talk about a guy that got overpaid. Seems like just yesterday, John Snyder had that championship wrestling belt. Uh, feeling sure his ice. Oh, my God. Toast of the league. Nice, yeah. nice man pecs on display. Well, he's still Bravely a guy. On display. He's still a guy who has a healthy level of swagger. Oh yeah, yes. That, I, gonna it, need it. Maybe it's not fair, but kind of the lasting image I'm gonna have, and maybe this because I'm a Patriots fan of the end of that era, is Richard Sherman's face on on NBC yes. reacting to the interception. Like who, the cameraman that had the camera on Richard Sherman's face, give him a bonus, NBC. Great. Getting people like, paid years later. Years later, yeah. <laughs> great, like a, great memory. A, a check I'm just saying, up. it was like that face ended the Seahawks dynasty. Late, sort of. It's like an $800 check shows up, and it's like thank at Greg Rosenthal. The guy be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> All right, that's it for today's show. We'll be back on Friday uh, with uh, oh yeah, it's free agency props time. Ooh, it's tough. Free agency props are tough. Let's go get my lunch, right? Go get my wow. lunch, you giant piece of filth. Is this the one where you, Dan, were offered? Like you went over fourteen, or was that draft? One of them, you and you climbed out of that. Basement, yes, but you I had believe one... it was the draft okay. where I almost had Johnny Manziel of the Cowboys. I almost had this, mm. almost had that, but I had nothing. But thank you for bringing that up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. Yeah. Up. <laughs> uh, Remember that time when you missed yeah. all of your guesses? <laughs> uh, in general, I've been strong to very strong in this game, and I, I intend to have a strong free agency prop sesh. So you just get your head on straight. Good luck to you. Wow. After your Super Bowl performance, fell off the wheels. The Was wheels fell good? off. Well, I'm going to stop predicting things <laughs> that have like a 1 in 75 billion chance Our of happening. Heads, heads are falling off. I don't believe it. I don't believe you can do it. I think you Find like out the spotlight. Friday. I can't wait to. Oh, that's a good tease. <laughs> he likes the spotlight of the long the shot. The spotlight of going one and eight on like a prop. Scenario. I think what this means is that Mark, Mark and Dan need to have some 
some props really directed at each other. We'll see I like if that. that happens. Ooh, Only I like orga- this. organically. Let's a hope. Burgeoning rivalry. I like it. Here we go. Um, Stan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Honey <laughs> Fox, the old boss, and Lindsey Bolton behind the glass. Till Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.